0: Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Braddon. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and i have joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee hover? (laughs)
1: <laughs> hey, buddy! What's going
0: on? Oh, man! Have you heard about the latest conspiracy mm. in the SEC? This damn ref, Shane, he was celebrating Tennessee touchdowns and Alabama. Not the fans are one thing, Shane. I get, I get the fans being upset, yeah. but I'm yeah. seeing multiple. You go to my timeline, you'll see multiple Alabama media members questioning. These referees, and I can't believe it. I'm, I'm having a good time. That they're melting down over there.
1: <laughs> well, I told you, Mike. When when you have a tough loss, loss, there's there's stages to this thing, and that's part of it. <laughs> you know, you got the handful of plays you go back to. You keep replaying and and you slow it down and it looks like a problem. Yep. you know don't don't think that that we're immune I, as Tennessee fans. Oh, we yeah. had a whole bunch in our pocket. We were ready to show, <laughs> pri- you know that that catch prior to the end zone and, and and you know this thing. Look, Mike, we're we're what a day we're going into Wednesday here and this thing's still lingering around. I I know it's a it's a fantastic game, but you know Alabama doesn't face this much. You know Tennessee, we'd already be done. Like, we would have bitched, we would have moaned, but, you know, it's Wednesday. We're, we're now prepping for the next game, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Alabama doesn't lose that often. So, naturally, they're going to grieve a little longer than most. But uh, don't worry about them; they'll be fine. That when you come to the realization that no matter what you find on tape is not going to reverse the outcome, you can move forward with your life. Alabama, we told you coming into this game, you don't have to have this win. You don't. Right. All right. Let's practice. Let's let's learn from this mistake and all the penalties that you did take, because there was a lot of penalties in this game that were necessary and that were called for so i think they clean that up man this is a program that could bounce back quicker than anybody yeah so uh but yeah this thing i it, i've never seen i i made a joke this morning mike i'm on the tiktoks and the twitters i know i've spent too much time <laughs> on social media but i'm on there and i'm looking at this thing i'm 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 in this algorithm rhythm loop you know where it's just almost everything's ten. I watch a regular video and I'm like 10 seconds in waiting for the Tennessee hook. You know, I'm like, <laughs> it's gotta be in here somewhere, but it, it's funny to me because I was like, you know, there's only a hundred thousand people at that game, but I've seen like 400,000 videos from that thing. So, uh, it, you know, apparently me and you were the only ones that weren't there, Mike. So, uh, yeah, here we are Wednesday. We're still breaking down the refs. I love it.
0: Yeah. And Shane so kind of my idea we'll talk uh, about these games we got this upcoming weekend not the greatest slate of SEC games but they still deserve our respect and attention so we'll get to that in just a moment here but I thought it'd be fun Shane we are in the middle of the season essentially SEC season so I thought we'd kind of you know just look at the standings and you know what's kind of stands out to us biggest surprises could be a player could be a team could be a coach biggest disappointments and the teams mm-hmm. that could still climb the sec standings and the teams that could potentially fall down the sec standings. so how's that sound to you
1: yeah sounds good just a just a little hump day you know where it's wednesday it's the yeah. most boring day at work nothing's fun <laughs> going on is there anything fun on wednesdays anymore like they don't do anything right Hmm. My favorite Chinese place opens up on Wednesdays, so that's always positive. <laughs> you know? I think it's like half price sushi. And it's not like high quality sushi. <laughs> no, sir. This is uh you better have some emodium in your back pocket sushi. <laughs> well before you start bunching all, it all that, Shane,
0: let's let's just focus on the SEC East for this segment here. And we'll get to the West in just a moment. I'm just going to break down the standings as they are right now, Shane. Mm-hmm. Georgia, of course, reigning national champions, number one in the SEC East. Tennessee, number two in the standings. Kentucky mm-hmm. climb their way back up to number three with games against two and one still on the schedule. South Carolina, number four. Florida, number five. Vanderbilt, number six and seventh right now Missouri with an opportunity to also to climb up these standings because you got, you got some big-time games with some of the teams mm-hmm. ahead of you. So, you know, just looking at the SEC East right now, Shane, maybe what is your biggest surprise at the midway point in the SEC East?
1: Well, um, not to be a homer, Mike, but it's got to be the Tennessee Vols being undefeated at this point. Um, going into this season... I predicted Kentucky to be that two that that second team in the East, uh, and, and and so I guess it's twofold, Mike. I guess I'm a little disappointed in the results that Kentucky had, and I know Will Levis got hurt, mm-hmm. but I, I guess at this point I expected them to be undefeated. I really did. I expected them to be the team that that's got a goose egg over there in the in the L column. Unfortunately, it's it's not. It's my Tennessee volunteer. So I think that is the to say anything different, Mike, I, I you'd be lying.
0: Yeah. I and I think, you know, Tennessee easy, I could say biggest surprise too, because I certainly didn't see this run coming. But I'm gonna go a different direction, Shane. Georgia, their defense. Now, I thought we were going to take a big step back. I know they're loaded yeah. with talent. I, you know, I figured by the end of the year they'd still have one of the best defenses in the SEC, if not the country. But I didn't see it coming together so quickly for Kirby Smart and company. I mean, they, after what we saw from Alabama on Saturday, I, th- I think you have to say Georgia's got the best defense in the SEC. Uh, I certainly didn't see that coming right out the gate. Did you?
1: Uh No, no, I, I didn't. I thought this – I thought they'd come back to earth a little bit. And, uh, you know, I thought they'd lean a little bit more on the offense. And, and in fact, it, going in last season, you if you're looking at attributes, you would say, you know, Georgia A-plus defense, maybe A-minus offense. It's still good, but not like world beaters, you know. Yeah. And going into this season, I thought that would flip-flop. I thought we would see a lot more on the offense side – and less on the defense but it's the same recipe mike it's it's good defense good running good fundamental football and you got what gave up 39 points this season so far which which is amazing so i i'm i'm right there with you i think the the defense is a big surprise for me well i think we should break down each team i, I you know instead of just bouncing around the sec east I, I think you know i've we've mentioned the top two georgia and tennessee mm-hmm. i think we should just run down the the thing here the the rankings
0: well let me get to my d- disappointment first shane oh oh okay because <laughs> i gotta you know I, hell i was high on this team i I spoke highly of them at sec media days The florida gators shane i've disappointed yeah. me particularly when you come out you know we were Damn near the only non-Florida homer saying they're going to beat Utah. And they they made us look like geniuses for about seven days, you know what? And then the (laughs) the world came crashing down. Not that they're terrible. I know a lot of those fans are down on the team right now. But, you know, I think they'll bounce back. Very inconsistent. Obviously, that's that's a key. One week, you know, you got no offense. The next, you got no defense. Anthony Richardson, Heisman, Anthony Richardson, should he be benched? I mean, it's one week after another. Yeah. I, I'm just terribly disappointed in what we've seen through the halfway point for the Florida Gators. But uh, yeah,
1: I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, well, I thought it would be different. I, I honestly, I thought Florida would have a slow start. Uh-huh. I, you know, even though I predicted them to beat Utah in the back of my mind, I was like, you know, that's just an SEC homer talking. That I, I thought that would happen. And I thought Tennessee. I really thought that they would lose to Tennessee. I felt like this was going to be a program that progressively got better throughout the season, and that's why I said, you know, this is a team you want to face early. But when they came out and they beat Utah, they put themselves under the the microscope of, of being critiqued on every single week, and and I don't, I think they kind of they kind of broke during that. You know, they were, they were good building up, but. But now, you know, with all when they had all those expectations, it just felt like that's where the inconsistent Anthony Richardson came in, and and to look at like remove. Anthony for a second you remove all names from from the stat lines and from the wins and losses you see a tight game against Mizzou you get a loss against LSU you're pro- and you're looking at the stats you would think Anthony Richardson is not even on that team maybe he got hurt or something it, it's just he's not been the x-factor we've we kind of I, I don't know we put him on a pedestal after that you talk I know I did we we were we were preaching Heisman. We were we were saying all these great wonderful things that are going to happen for the Florida Gators, and then, and then all of a sudden, it's it's this this roller coaster ups and downs. So, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm a little disappointed now. I'm not disappointed with the record because this is kind of where I felt like they would be, mm-hmm. but how they got to this point, I'm disappointed.
0: So let's look at uh, you know the teams. I mean, I guess it could really be any team, but doesn't make much sense to, to look at the top of the SEC East when we say, which one of these teams do you think got you got the most confidence could rise up the SEC East standings? And, and again, I'm talking Kentucky number three, South Carolina number four, Florida number five, Vanderbilt six, Missouri seven.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which one do you, you got the most confidence that uh, maybe by the end of the season – there'll be at least a spot if not two or three spots higher than where they currently are.
1: Mm, 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 mm. All right, so I'm looking at the east here mm-hmm. and and my my options were who again?
0: Kentucky, yeah. South Carolina, Florida, yeah. Vanderbilt or Missouri.
1: Mm, mm, mm. So, let's let's break this down here. The problem that Florida is running into Mm-hmm. is that schedule yeah the uh, you know you've got georgia next uh, you got texas a&m which is turning out to be a better team than we thought mm-hmm. south carolina which which you know one of the teams you talked about you know a biggest surprise i think four and two south carolina i'd put on the list i, I thought they would definitely be uh, a little worse than that but um i don't know i gotta go kentucky is is probably Ooh. the one that now I know Tennessee's coming up, uh, you know Georgia's later in the season, but here's a program that is finally getting all their pieces together. You know, you, if, so you're if, sitting here you, saying you, just, you
0: got more confidence in Kentucky to rise. That means they're going to finish second or first in the East than the, than the rest of the East.
1: Other than Tennessee, I'm saying let me let me clarify that. Other than Tennessee and Georgia,
0: well, if they're so, because so Kentucky's sitting at three. And yeah. you're saying you got the most confidence they're gonna they can move up this chart. That means they'll finish second or first. I mean that's a, that's a tough hill to climb. Mm. I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm just I'm just wondering is that what you're sitting here saying?
1: No, I ain't saying that. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> why that's why I, no, I ain't saying that. I see I see where you're going with this. See, this is why a little game preps not a bad idea with Shane. When you start talking numbers and schedules, all right. So clearly, I think. But that's the problem. I think Georgia and Tennessee, mm-hmm. um, not quite 1-2 and two anymore. I would say, like, not 1A, 1B, but maybe like 1A, 1C right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did knock off Alabama, so, hell, maybe I am saying 1A, 1B. But here's a – I don't know. I'm just – overall, I, I do think Kentucky – people are overlooking Kentucky. Tennessee fans especially are overlooking Kentucky right now. And what they don't notice is that wh- – When together, when they got Rodriguez, now that he is just an absolute machine, an absolute unit, and you got Will Levis, you know, back at quarterback and not with a broken finger and a boot on on his foot, Mm -hmm. you know, they're a pretty good team, and they can score a lot of points. So, uh, the defense is playing better as the season goes along, in my opinion. So, I don't think – I mean, that's that's a tall glass of water, Mike, because, you know, Tennessee – short of them overlooking kentucky which i don't think they will you know there's a there's always that possibility it's got to be lingering around that that they could because i like their schedule other than tennessee and georgia they 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 got it it's a shoe in for them but Mm -hmm. but as you're talking someone moving up the list Mm -hmm. i see two i see florida rising i think they overtake south carolina and clearly, I think Missouri takes over Vanderbilt before the season's over. So, I do see that. But I don't see a monumental shift in the SEC East.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think you you were overthinking this one, Shane. I think – because that, yeah. that was an easy layup there. My answer, Missouri. Because you got Vanderbilt yeah. coming up here. I mean, this, this is a paramount game. We're, got, we're about to preview it. But it is at home. You get that first conference win. And here they've lost three consecutive games by one score – You know, maybe that, you know, maybe they'll fold. But after two weeks to prepare for Vanderbilt, I gotta think they're gonna be a heavy favorite. Get that win. You know, if they just correct a a couple of things, I think Missouri Mm -hmm. could make a jump here. And I'm, I'm not saying they're gonna. Obviously, they're they're basically eliminated from winning the East. That's that's not the point. They're at currently at seven. I think they can get Vanderbilt. I think, you know, they, they do go to South Carolina. They beat South Carolina last year. Uh, who knows, Kentucky? I mean, hell, one week they're beating Mississippi State. The previous, yeah. they're losing to South Carolina. So, I don't know what the hell to make of a Kentucky. Uh, I think Missouri's got a shot. And, and based on what we've seen from Arkansas's defense, I mean, they're going to give up 28 points guaranteed basically every ball game. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's you're trying to outscore the Arkansas Razorbacks. There's a couple, couple very, very winnable games for Missouri. So, I think they are mm-hmm. a clear team that could go up much higher in the SEC East standings by the end of the season. Thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I I could see that. And one of the thing I I think that helps Mizzou with the, we're talking about, that's what we're talking about. We're, we're talking about a handful of games here. Mm -hmm. We're talking about Missouri potentially beating Kentucky. One thing that would need to happen is just a classic trap game. A, A You know, not not that Vanderbilt's a trap game, but they got Georgia right around the corner. Mm -hmm. If they drop to Tennessee, there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of heads down that week, you know, because they're Mm -hmm. building up that momentum again. They're starting to play better ball, and now they're going out to Columbia and probably going to be cold as shit. You know, I I would imagine (laughs) that's that's a game that that could easily pop up and, and. I mean, just like the the Georgia. I mean, it's it when that fan base gets pumped up out there in Columbia, it's a dangerous place to play. It it really is. the The crowd can make some some serious noise, but you, you're going to need a lot of things to work in your favor. and And I think these close games, they got to start closing those games. You know, and that's right. that's one thing that that. He's not been able to – Eli hasn't been able to do just yet, but he's. it feels like this team is starting to gain confidence as the season goes along.
0: Now, is there any of those teams – and, you know, let's eliminate Vanderbilt or Missouri because they're already at the bottom. So, So, we're saying Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, Mm -hmm. South Carolina, Florida. Any team you got the most confidence could fall a spot or two or maybe even – Several spots, in, I hate to say this because that we we get people mad at us, but hey, we're just we're yeah. just giving us your our honest opinion here.
1: Several spots, Mike, um, or at least one or two, you know. Well, I'm saying obviously the 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 Florida one scares me the most. Mm-hmm. Just giving their schedule um, yeah. here here they just lost against LSU, and it's it wasn't fun. It was not – this was a team that I think if they replayed again, you're still coin tossing it, but I think Florida thought they had it. Mm-hmm. And, and they especially coming out on fire like they did last week, I, I think that, was, that that takes an emotional toll on you a little bit. And then you walk into Georgia, that's a freaking buzzsaw, man. There's mm-hmm. There's just no way this is going to be a game. And then potentially – Texas A and M, if they're continuing that same trajectory that they're on right now, you know, there's a real shot Florida loses three games in a row. So right. I think that that takes a toll, especially on a young team like like the Florida Gators. And, and if you don't have that 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 seniority, that you know, that, those upperclassmen to really get you going, then you you could really spiral. So that's the one I'm worried about the most. And and. and not, not saying South Carolina road's any easier, but they've already got Georgia done, right. you know, uh, Tennessee is, is still on the books, but you know, there's some, there's some spots and there's some very winnable games. And, and South Carolina is going to be like that. They're going to be a roller coaster this season. And if they, if they can close out more games, then, then I, I just think they're further along than I thought.
0: Yeah. I think you nailed it. Shade Florida, that was the team I identified and for everything you just said, but, one thing you didn't hit on, Shane, South Carolina, that that would come after Georgia and Texas A&M. If you lose those games, you, know, I, you still got to assume that Florida in Gainesville is going to be favored over South Carolina, but mm-hmm. South Carolina won last year. And those fans, those Florida fans, Shane, they could be some of the best fans in the country. But the standard – in Gainesville, it's championships. And when yep. you start dropping games left and right, man, they tune out pretty damn quick. So, yeah, I'm not saying they're going to drop all these games, but hell, if they lose to Georgia, if they lose to AM on the road, which is, I didn't say anything hot takeish right there. I'm not saying no, it'll show up for South Carolina, but I just don't know how rowdy of an environment they're going to create. They may have already been tuned into to recruiting season, so to speak. You know what?
1: <laughs> yeah. But also the way their season has been going, it it may be an Anthony Richardson pro day, and then he <laughs> takes one of these teams, and then we're look like idiots, and they yeah. clip this thing and say these guys are damn morons. So there's <laughs> there's always that possibility because the fact that Anthony Richardson is on that football team, I'm not giving up on him. Um, but to add to now that I just pumped them up, to to add a little salt to the wound here is is the fact that they are thin, that, you know, we, this is one of the problems I thought we would have with the Florida Gators as the season progressed, some of those, that that competitive depth, this roster just does not have it, have it you know. So mm-hmm. there's also that on the back end that I'm worried about.
0: All right, now that you got a firm grasp of what we're doing here, Shade, let's go to the <laughs> SEC West here biggest surprise could be a player team coach whatever you want let's run down the standings real quick Ole Miss number one in the SEC West Alabama number two LSU Mm -hmm. number three Mississippi State number four Texas A&M number five Arkansas six and Auburn number seven biggest surprise at the midway point in the SEC West
1: (sighs) Mike you ain't gonna like this but it's your Arkansas Razorbacks. <laughs> well, that's, that's a
0: disappointment then. No, no, no. We're, go- well, we're, we're, we're well, getting mean, that so one. What's the biggest we're surprise? We're doing a
1: surprise. And, I mean, that is a surprise <laughs> that they're hanging out the bottom of the West, but. Yeah. All right, all right. Apparently, I still not <laughs> grasp the topic of the show. So, more word from our sponsors. No. <laughs> All right, since we're talking success, let's just go right to the top here. Lane Kiffin and them old Miss Rebels. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny because I've I've been poo pooing them all season long, Like, I, I have, I've I've I keep even now, even now, I'm like I need one more week, you know. So <laughs> I I would say that's obviously I thought we'd have a loss by now. I really did. I thought the Rebels would have dropped one, uh, but they're sitting pretty. But I don't want to say that's my favorite. My favorite right now is the LSU Tigers. Mm. Brian Kelly's squad, thin, not you know, no no high expectations, even though they, they have a lot of that in Baton Rouge. But I thought in my in, in my heart that this was going to be a program that would finally start hitting on all cylinders about this time, that midway mark. And they have excelled. They really I, I'm telling you that Tennessee game. You know, was an eye opener for me just just that they had potential and then just to see it uh, fulfilled this week with the Florida Gators. I'm telling you, LSU, if they continue doing what they're doing right now, can win some pretty big games in the West.
0: Well, I like how you just selected half of them, Shade, because I, yep.
1: I, I didn't know which way you were going to go. Yep. But Where yeah, are you going? Where I, are you going, Mark?
0: I, <laughs> I echo everything you said, Ole Miss. that was That's the easy answer. I did not see this coming. I thought six, maybe in the West, maybe yeah. even seventh if things go poorly for old Lane mm-hmm. Kiffin. So he's doing a hell of a job. It, it's got to be, I think, Lane Kiffin and Josh Heupel is the only two options right now for SEC Coach of the Year. And remember, we're only at the midway point. So, but LSU—that's another one. I mean, so many moving pieces. You come out, you drop the first game. Mm-hmm. People fired up. <laughs> you know, the the casuals ready to fire Brian Kelly one game into his ten-year, hundred million-dollar contract uh-huh. and all that. So, <laughs> man, he's done a hell of a job turning that thing around. And and I think you know he had a he had to face some tough, tough questions, Shane, after losing big to Tennessee at home, but. I think we've come to realize Tennessee, just a really, really good team. So, no real shame in that. Would have liked to have seen a better performance, no doubt. But you kind of erase that memory by going on the road, beating Florida in a rivalry game. Still a lot to play for for LSU. So, yeah, those are are definitely the two biggest surprises. So, who's your biggest disappointment in the West?
1: Uh, Here I kind of teased it, but the more I think about it, (laughs) You know, there was only one sucker down there at SEC media days (laughs) to say that Texas A&M really had a shot to win the SEC championship. Mm -hmm. And it's two thumbs at this guy. (laughs) (laughs) I've regretted it ever since. I've been trying to get my money back from Vegas since I put that bet in. Uh, And I had a chance, Mike. Even I I had a chance. I think it was like 50 bucks I could have took it out. I was like, eh, they still – you know, they still control their own destiny. They're going to bounce back from this thing. And I regret not losing that money. So, anyway, Mike, I got to go with Texas A&M. And, and the reason is, brother, I, I just – I had higher expectations, clearly. I wanted them to not only compete in the West and but win the thing. And, and now I think they're finally coming around to it, and I probably should have thought about the youth of that team. You know, mm-hmm. we've been reminded every Saturday they play, but – It's it's a program that I was expecting to hit the ground running a lot sooner. And, I mean, when you lose to App State, brother, how can you not put Texas A&M as biggest disappointment?
0: Yeah. Well, because I'm going to say Arkansas, Shane, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they lost to – you know, there's no shame in losing to Alabama, even though I was dumb enough to think they could beat Alabama going into that matchup. A&M, you know, you had no business losing that game. Mississippi State, you didn't have your quarterback. We can make excuses for everybody. But sitting here number six in the West, when I picked you yeah. second. Now, the back half, you got an opportunity to win some ball games, rise up this chart. I think they can do it. But if you convince me that they'll lose to Ole Miss, they lose to LSU, I, I'd buy it, Shane. Yeah. Um, and they still got other tough games down the stretch and hell they've the longest winning streak auburn has in the sec right now is against arkansas so (laughs) that is not a gimme by any means and that is on the road so you can convince me that arkansas may even finish lower which makes me look even dumber so arkansas right now biggest disappointment but how about this one shane we've been bashing alabama left and right We're, we're i'm sure we've already lost their audience but they're, they've been a disappointment to me, Shane. This was supposed to be revenge tour. We're gonna to kill everybody. Yeah. And you know they came out in the opening game won by like what was it like forty nine zero. I was like, yep, mm-hmm. this is Here old. This is the revenge tour. And then right out, you know, they nearly lost to Texas. A and M had them on the run, had an opportunity to win that football game. Of course, Tennessee beat them. Alabama still could. You know, they control their their destiny if they beat Ole Miss. And they and they went out. They'll go. They'll go. And maybe they will. But they have been a major disappointment, I think, up to this time, and and if uh, you know, there's some serious, serious red flags with Alabama, and just just the way things have been going the last two years, really. Mm-hmm.
1: And it, and it feels like that, Mike. Mike, it feels like just all around SEC, we made a lot of excuses for them early in the season. Yeah. Um, You know, just against non-SEC foes. Um I I just I feel like the conference as a whole uh, you know there there don't don't get me wrong I still think we're the greatest conference but I don't think we were as far as long as we could have been or should have been and, and Alabama is a is a prime example going down there to Texas there's no reason that game should have been as close as it was right. and and you would think that would be the wake up call and and then we thought it was until it wasn't and, and nothing against the, my Tennessee, my Tennessee boys, but there's a reason we don't want to play Alabama because they're an excellent football team. And and I feel like we didn't get to see a full display of that Saturday. So I don't know. I don't know what this team needs or if it can even do it. I, it really, maybe this is the Alabama that, that we, that this is the new Nick Saban led Alabama Crimson Tide and, um and, and maybe we just need to lower expectations of how good that that dynasty is these days
0: right so w- looking at the west shane who's the team you you got the most confidence could rise in the standings and let's take out old miss because they're number one can't you can't can't go <laughs> any higher uh, let's take out alabama because i think that's just an easy answer that uh you know everybody i, I think most people that are not old miss fans still expect alabama to win the west whether that's going to happen or not. I'm not saying it will. So let's look at LSU, number three, Mm -hmm. Mississippi State, number four, A&M, number five, Arkansas, six, Auburn, seven. Which team do you have the most confidence by the end of the season will be at least one, if not two, spots higher, maybe even three in the SEC West standings?
1: Well, Mike, you know that old saying, fool me once, shame on me, (laughs) fool me twice, (laughs) shame on me, me, you. You remember that <laughs> President Bush, he didn't know. <laughs> well, Texas a brother, does yeah. not lose another game this season. Ooh. That is a bold take, a hot take. Mm. But I think there was a lot of growing up done down there in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. And I think that this is a program, when you look at that schedule, is prime and ready to pick. I like the Aggies to win out.
0: Hmm. Man, you stole mine once again. So, (laughs) yeah, you know, I I guess I will say Arkansas just because you went with A&M. But, you know, just looking at A&M's schedule, Shane, at South Carolina, you're favored. Mm -hmm. Ole Miss, you get them at home, and and they may be coming off a loss. Who knows? Florida, we've already talked about them. At Auburn, UMass, and LSU at home, you're right. They're going to be either favored or, you know, a one-to-two-point underdog the rest of the way, you gotta like AM's mm-hmm. chances if they play up to their potential. You're you're 100 right. They they could and they probably should win every single game left on their schedule. But since you yeah. already went that way, I'll say Arkansas. <laughs> the, the reason I put Arkansas second though is just I got no faith in that defense. Right. But Arkansas does got out, at Auburn Liberty. I mean, you should beat both those teams. LSU they're going through a gauntlet right now. They look good, but who knows at the end of that right. gauntlet how they look. Ole Miss, that's always a ball game between Arkansas and Ole Miss. And, and LSU and Ole Miss are at home, so that that's going to favor you. And then at Missouri, I know we I kind of pumped them up talking about the East, but who knows, they could fall apart. Same deal almost with Arkansas. They're going to be either favored mm-hmm. or a slight, slight underdog in every single game the rest of the way. So I could see AM or Arkansas really taking a, a climb yeah. up the rankings. Now – is there one that you got the most confidence is going to fall in the SEC West?
1: Oh, Mike, I've been teeing this one up all season. But it's him old Miss Rebels, man. <laughs> I I just and it I can hear him now, Shane. I can hear him <laughs> mad tapping now. Hottie Toddy, gosh almighty, Shane hates the old Miss Rebels. No, I don't hate Ole Miss. I think you've got a fantastic program. I think you I think you have exceeded expectations so far this season. Mm-hmm. And I have picked against you many, many times and you have turned around and won. I mean, what you You need me. You need me. You need me to say you suck because I don't think they suck, brother. I I don't. I think it's one of the best one-two punches in the game when it comes to running. I think this defense is inconsistent at times, but we need quarterback play. And I've not seen it. I mean – Dart has got you here so far, but it will not lead you the rest of the way unless he takes that next step, and and to to feel like he anything that you've watched has you've walked away saying you know this is the next Matt Corral you're crazy. I, what games have you been watching? So I think that's what I think that's what catches Ole Miss, and not to mention their schedule. Really tightens up here, so I've got it here: LSU, Texas A&M, Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi State. There's five games that you easily could lose. So I'm not saying that you lose them all, but you will lose a handful of them. So Ole Miss drops.
0: Yeah, everybody looking at uh, Ole Miss' schedule right out the gate and saying, "Man, man, they caught a break." They yeah. forgot to look at the back half, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, but since you said Old Miss, I'm gonna win us back. Well, hell, they probably already jumped off. But the fans that are still there, Old Miss fans that are still listening, I'm gonna say Mississippi State, Shane. They're most likely to drop off here. Just you know, epic, epic collapse against Kentucky. You should have won that game. And now you got Alabama on the road. Mm-hmm. You got Georgia coming to Starkville, and you got to go to Oxford. The way you're playing right now, particularly on the road, I hell, you could bring your A game against Georgia at home. You're, you probably could still lose. You know what I mean? So yeah. I I think it's going to be, even though they're already fourth, they're going to take a, a stumble. And I think, hell, maybe they give every one of those teams a game. Maybe they upset one or two of them. But at the end of the season, I think you're going to sit here and say, what? how in the hell do we lose that LSU and that Kentucky game? And that, that cost you an opportunity at a special season. And I'd be heartbroken if I was a Bulldog fan.
1: Yeah. No, you may be right. The whole state, of Mississippi. Look at us just shitting on the whole state. <laughs> and they'll end up winning out. Yeah. Old Miss and Tennessee in the SEC Championship.
0: <laughs> the podcast is brought to you by FUBO TV. FUBO TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football. With NFL Red Zone also included, plus games in 4K at no extra charge. If you want to be like me and get rid of cable, FUBO TV could be your solution over hundreds of channels of live sports and entertainment for only a fraction of the cost of cable. Watch on all your devices with a cloud-based DVR, up to a thousand hours of cloud-based DVR included in this. There's no contract no commitment you can cancel at any time and right now fubo tv is giving you free fubo for 7 days and get a 15% off your first month if you go to fubotv.com/sec that's f slash o tv.com/sec you can try it for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. <laughs> so let's take a quick look, Shane, at the uh, the upcoming slate. Like I said, it's not, a, not the greatest slate, but we do got a uh, four conference games here. We got the top four in the West going head-to-head. So this weekend, Shane, is going to play a big part in determining the SEC West outcome here. And let's start with the CBS SEC game, Ole Miss at LSU. And I know we were, you know, we talked about this on the Monday show, Shane. Ole Miss opened as a two-point favorite on the road. Mm-hmm. That has swung completely. LSU is now the favorite by a point and a half. So, you know, basically a pick em here. Yeah. But I just love these SEC matchups, Shane, where both fan bases are. Expect a win going into it. Should be one hell of a game, don't you think?
1: <laughs> it really does, because that's usually what happens at the end of these. It becomes an epic game. Yeah, just you know, and 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 Ole Miss. Here they are. They they they're number one in the West, brother. That they, they they have sole possession of that first spot. Mm-hmm. They got to keep winning to keep it. You know, but that that makes it a little bit tougher when there's an X on your back, and and it's on their back right now. LSU Tigers are coming in there hot and heavy, brother. Coming off that Florida game, uh, I just think they're on that momentum train right now. So, it should, should, I mean, brother, this should make out to be the game of the week. They they picked for once. CBS got one right, brother. (laughs) You know?
0: (laughs) Well, and here's the thing, Shane. No one's talking about LSU right now, which – no, they've dropped a couple games so maybe that's fair, but mm-hmm. they're sitting here at number 3 in the West. They're playing right. number 1. If they beat number 1, they host Alabama number 2, Shane. I mean, I'm not saying LSU is going to win the West, but if they win this ball game, we have start, we have got to start putting that into the conversation that these LSU Tigers could play a factor in this SEC West race, which is it's pretty remarkable considering, you know, the the up and downs of their season at this point. But they the offense in particular sure as hell looked good against Florida, didn't they, last week?
1: I see where you're going, brother. And I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it, you know. I, I talked about this coming into the weekend. I've talked about it coming out of the weekend. A little shakeup in the SEC is not a bad thing, brother. Seeing Ole Miss number one on the West, mm-hmm. seeing Tennessee in a top three team, I mean – I, I embrace that. And, and it's funny because when you look at all these reactions after some of these games, especially that Alabama one, there were Georgia fans celebrating. There were Kentucky fans celebrating. Well, maybe not Kentucky. That's a terrible example. <laughs> they hate Tennessee. They care less less. Uh, but I did see Georgia. I did see Florida. You know, when they announced it at the Florida game, Florida yeah. LSU game, I saw that, you know. So, you know, people – the teams like that. The fandom likes that. So, sitting there saying, is there a chance that the LSU Tigers can knock off Ole Miss, potentially beat Alabama, and they're the team sitting there in the first pot. I, I don't know if it's possible. It's just, I think it would be a long shot, mm-hmm. but I, I would be, I'm would. all for it, you know what I'm saying, just because I like chaos in the SEC. Chaos in the SEC is just fun to watch.
0: Yeah. Now, why is it you think that Ole Miss – Getting the lack of respect, Shane. Is it the schedule? Is it they don't have a star quarterback? Is it, uh, you know, the defense is – look at this stat, Shane. First three games, mm-hmm. Ole Miss defense was allowing 3.6 yards per play. That's that's outstanding. Right. Now the next four, they're allowing 5.8 yards per play. So nearly double, not quite double, but nearly double as the schedule has gotten a little bit tougher the, the defense is starting to crack a little here. Why is it, do you think, that undefeated, 7-0, and Ole Miss in the top ten, that's all I hear from these fans. No one respects us. Everyone's talking down to us. Why Why do you think that is?
1: Because they're not fun. Um, I, I think when you, when you think Lane and Ole Miss Rebels, you think about the amazing season they had last year uh-huh. and not taken away from what's going on this year. But last year – they were flashy, man. They were fun. Matt was running all over the place. They were throwing dimes. It was just a fun, fun game. And now it's running. Now it's ground and pound, which I think is sexy. I think that there needs to be more running backs. I yeah. think there needs to be a little bit more of this old school ground and pound. And 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 that's what makes Ole Miss dangerous the fact that they can keep the ball away from you because, you know, it's not just the two running backs. you got Dart over here is just as capable of getting a 100 yards rushing like he did last week. So mm-hmm. it's a three-headed monster, and that's what Lane does. He's such a good coach because he looks at his roster. What am I good at? What am I not good at? I'm going to try to work on it, and I see it. You know, there's been plenty of – opportunities for dart to improve. And I think they will still will be, but what are we good at is running the ball. And that's what they're going to continue to do is just the grounded pound. So it's not sexy. And every time they beat somebody, some, some fat ass like Shane gets on here and says, you know what? It was against Vanderbilt. You know what? It was against, you know, X, Y, Z, Auburn. Yeah. It's just, it's just it, whenever somebody comes out here and explains that old miss has had a great win it's yeah but they played blank mm-hmm. so i think you know the the there's a benefit and there's a disadvantage to the scheduling up to this point the benefit is you know obviously they there were some less than opponents that they were able to just steamroll but the good news is you're, you have an opportunity to To rebound, to like gain national media attention. Not that, that they're not getting it, but they're not getting the respect that Georgia is. They're not getting the respect that Tennessee is. They're definitely not getting res- you know respect that Alabama's getting right now. No one expects Ole Miss. There's just no one outside of Mississippi talking about the chance that Ole Miss has to win the SEC West or the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. So – You got an opportunity, and it's CBS three thirty LSU. This is your stage. This is the game that people have kind of, you know, built up now, and that a lot of that's to do with what Brian Kelly has put together down there. But this is an opportunity for them to go out. If they go out and steamroll LSU, I guarantee there's going to be people talking about the real deal, Lane Kiffin and Old Miss Rebels.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad that you hit on the fact that uh, you know he has adapted his. Offense to fit the personnel because a lot of coaches don't do that, Shane. Ole Miss also has got a ton of experience winning these tight ball games. Every one of these is probably going to be a tight ball game in the SEC West to date. So I'm certainly not writing off the Ole Miss Rebels from going 8 0, even though it seems like a lot of people are.
2: Th- through three SEC games, his first SEC games, how would you kind of evaluate Jackson at this point? Yeah, I think Jackson's done a really good job. Um, you know running the system within the system you know you don't see a bunch of screwed up plays or formations or you know where it looks like he's going the wrong way or the back is and a lot of that's you know him communicating the stuff because of how we run the system and how fast it has to go so I think he's done a great job with that you know the interception was a freak interception so um, I, think, I think he's done a really good job. Just uh, your first kind of sustained road trip uh, back-to-back road games just I know you talked about these road games with this team before are there challenges now or how do you feel they've kind of handled those two head into these next two yeah I think we've we've played really well on the road obviously this is a different animal um, you know in the first two places that we played and so no disrespect to those places but this will be a real atmosphere and crowd noise and um, You know for our guys to go into and with that's a lot of challenges of just staying focused and doing things really well and it'll be very challenging Yeah, hey coach right over here um second top 10 team you guys welcome here in in two weeks just what what lessons can you take away from maybe the last time you played a, a top 10 team here and just whether it's in preparation whether it's in focus mentality just what what kind of lessons can you take away from that last one
3: well you know each week this team is is a is is learning so much and 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 growing um unfortunately they learned from the Tennessee loss and and nobody really wants to be learning lessons after a loss but they learned a lot about intentionality and purpose in terms of their preparation and and we saw that during the week uh and it carried over to the way they played on the road I think then you win on the road in the fashion that they did, you build more confidence in your football team. So I think two weeks later, it's, um, I don't want to say a different team, but it's a team that has confidence. It's a team that knows that if they don't play clean, if they don't have an attention to detail, they'll have similar results that they did against Tennessee. So uh, I guess what I'm saying is that um, it's not a different team, but it's a team that has grown from the last couple of weeks, and and if they take that knowledge into their preparation this week and into the game and their performance, um, then then we should have one uh, really fine football team.
0: Now, how about this matchup, Shane? Mississippi State at Alabama. Alabama both teams coming off a tough loss. Mm-hmm. Do you think Mississippi State can give them a ball game or – you know, I don't know if you heard it on the last episode. Stephen Lasson said, "By God, it's going to be a rough week down there in Tuscaloosa because Nick's going to be riding everybody. He'll have them locked in and, and make Mississippi State pay, or will we, you know maybe maybe all these cracks have have burst the dam there in Tuscaloosa and, and Alabama has a slip up. I don't know. What's your thoughts heading into this matchup?
1: You want to talk about? It? I think they should dub this game the rebound game, you know? Like, <laughs> because here's two programs that, that had some momentum, that, that, you know, controlled their destiny, yeah. just needed to put a couple teams away, both of them unable to do that. So how do they bounce back? For starters, Mississippi State has done it already. They, you want to talk about bouncing back. After they lost to LSU, buddy, they bounced back. Right. And they were, and they rode that wave. And that's kind of what we've expected here with, with the Pirate. And that's what's crazy about it, man. As soon as you count this damn team out, they're going to come. I mean, that's just what they are. They're ebbs and flows. And, and, and last week was an ebb. This, this week may flow. And if that's the case, watch out. You know, especially if you can catch Alabama, they're still pointing, they're still pointing the fingers at Tennessee. They're still pointing the fingers at Ref. Yeah. You're bringing that baggage with you. If you can't bounce back from, yeah, hell, you got Nick Saban out here talking about turning shit in. That's not Nick Saban. Mm-mm. What is that? That's not the coach I knew. That that the greatest coach of all time. Well, that does nothing. Okay, yeah, turn it away, but don't talk to me. talk about Mississippi State? It blows my mind that he's still looking in the rearview mirror, and that's what concerns me a little bit about this game, just the fact that Mississippi State is one of those teams that can bounce back, and if they are hitting on all cylinders, they can beat anybody, and they're going to have a, a, a similar outcome like Tennessee if, if, if they keep looking at the rearview mirror. Now, Alabama, again, you've got one of the greatest quarterbacks, if not the greatest quarterback in the country, he played flawless last game and does that continue into this week? I, I think you know there's an opportunity. For, I don't want to call it revenge because when you look at close games that Alabama's had, the the Texas game, obviously they had a cupcake the next week. They bounced back, sure. Everybody overs looks at, it, but they if you don't forget, they had a they had a shit game during Texas A and M, and there wasn't really that bounce back going into Tennessee. So what what makes you think it's going to happen in week three? So. I don't know. I'm kind of torn in this thing because I, I don't want to count Mississippi State out because every time you do, they come back, but there's still that thought that, man, they got to take it out on somebody, and it may be the Bulldogs. So mm. I, I just don't know. I have no idea how this game's going to play out, brother.
0: <laughs>
1: I, I don't. I don't. Anybody says they do, they're lying. You know, it could be just a revenge, ass whooping from Alabama, or it could be like still you know, sobbing about Tennessee, and the next thing you know, you've lost two in a row. Could you right. imagine, could you imagine, Mike, Alabama losing two weeks in a row to inferior opponents like Tennessee and Mississippi State? Oh.
0: Yeah, and one thing you didn't say, Shane, Mississippi State, most experienced team in the SEC. I realize that didn't probably show last week at Kentucky, but, I man, they have, like you said, they they've have bounced back not only – in past seasons, this season. So yeah. they will hopefully not be phased by a tough loss they've experienced at. And I know it's a monumental task, but, boy, can't can't wait for, to see this one. You mentioned the explosive plays given up on defense, specifically for, for past defense. What needs to be done to, to limit those going forward? Well,
2: I mean, we limited them all year long. So we've had less explosive plays this year than we've had all year. So, um, we certainly don't want to give them up. Uh, They did a good job of taking those wide splits uh, and creating some matchup things because of the wide splits. Um, So, you know, guys got to play with better focus, better leverage. Um, Got to be able to cover people better. I mean, it's simple as that. I mean, I, I can't. They are our players. We think they're good players. We think they're capable. Uh, they need to play with good technique and good focus on the little things that help you make those plays.
1: Your uh, rushing attempts were a little bit down this week compared to the previous weeks. Was it just kind of what they were giving you, or there's just another thought process behind that? They were just a little bit diminished this week.
4: Yeah, well, we didn't move the ball very good this week, and I don't think it had much to do with the rushing attempts. Um, you know, plays were down this week, so I think that was a bigger problem because we didn't move the ball effectively. Coach, we, you know, we hear all the time about how difficult it is to play on, on the SEC road. W- what makes it so difficult to play a road game in a southeastern Conference? I think uh, the biggest thing is the change of routine. I think that, you know, I think it's in a lot of cases it's no harder than you make it, but there is a change of routine. I mean, uh to being on the road and at home and sometimes, and then I think some uh, football's kind of a creature routine and I think that sometimes that, you know, until you get used to it or focus through it, I think uh, that can have an impact.
0: We also got A&M at South Carolina. Shane, both teams coming off a bye, so we've not seen them in a while. A&M coming off that narrow loss at Alabama. South Carolina, the big upset over Kentucky on the road what's uh, some things you'll be looking for heading into this matchup
1: hmm uh, Mike I, I, for for a couple of things I, w- I want to continue to see that maturation of Texas A and mm-hmm. I, I just I, I felt like they like I said earlier they grew up a little bit during the uh, the Alabama matchup. You know, having a bye week to kind of just tweak. That's one thing that Jimbo's not had an opportunity. its It's been kind of a, a gutting out project every weekend. But now he can kind of tweak. Hey, this is working. What we're doing here is working. Let's tweak a few things. Let's make some better calls. And we can win a lot of ball games. So, so I think that's where we're at, you know. Uh, but with South Carolina, you know, here's a program that... As soon as you count them out they come back and win you know mm-hmm. nobody's expecting them especially me well I-, I wouldn't say that but you know it's me especially, I did not think that that South Carolina was going to go up to Kentucky and win that thing. And buddy, they did. Mm-hmm. And so, how does that continue? Does that momentum roll? I think that's a very emotional team, and when that team's emotionally pumped up and excited, and and, and got a lot of things going in their favor, they're a dangerous squad to play. So, I for me with South Carolina, I just got to keep seeing it, man. Got to keep seeing that momentum. Got to. I got to. I got. I, I want to see the game brother. We've, we've been talking about Spencer Rattler since day one. He needs a game. He needs a game that we can put a little star by his name and say this is why everybody was after him when he hit the portal. Is that this week, Mike? They gotta have it. They gotta have superior play especially at quarterback there. Yeah, and do you think
0: there's any added pressure on AM Shane? They've never lost to South Carolina as an SEC opponent here and heck that- you know, whatever we're saying, they're saying probably down there too. We win this game, we start that ball rolling, we could win mm-hmm. out. But man, if you lose, if you stop, you drop that first one. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. it's like, oh God, maybe this is the worst <laughs> season we've had here in, in some time. I mean, there's. Maybe a little bit of pressure there, and and now that South Carolina's four and two, the fans are more re-engaged. They're back. Yeah, not that they weren't there already, but you know this this got I got to imagine is is a sellout crowd. They're gonna be rowdy, hoping that, that the Gamecocks get to five and two, two. Shane, if South Carolina's five and two, they're not only are they are they almost a lock to go to a bowl game. They're probably we're talking New Year's Day bowl if they keep it up. Mm -hmm. there's a lot to play for for both these teams so which one do you think's got more pressure going into this matchup
1: i'm gonna say i'm gonna say south carolina right now and and the reason i'm saying that is they are on the edge of a top 25 Mm -hmm. they beat texas a&m they're top 25 in november yeah i mean you want to talk about so pressure it comes in different ways pressure coming into a season there's expectations that's that's pressure but i think the pressure for them is to to continue to progress to continue to 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 show that they belong at the top tier of the sec and and you can't afford to get it you can't get blown out you can't you know you're you're a a score difference with texas a and m here so i think i think that's where the pressure texas a and m doesn't have pressure three losses nobody's talking about them anymore they're talking about the close game with alabama Mm -hmm. Uh, you know i think expectations on jimbo's gonna come up after this game especially when we get late november when we start looking at some of these coaches getting fired not that jimbo's getting fired but i'm just saying if they oh shit mike i don't know if you (laughs) drop one to south carolina That's a lot of pressure. So, Mm, I guess, I don't know. The more I talk about this, the more, (laughs) you know what, South Carolina, you're off the hook. Texas A&M has got the pressure, man. Losing another game back-to-back, having a bye week to to, to prepare for South Carolina. This is a team (laughs) no one in Texas is expecting to lose. So, yeah, the more I've talked about this, i talked myself right out of it. (laughs) South Carolina off the hook. Texas A&M, pressure's on you. All right, Travis. Jimbo, with this being the exact midpoint in the mm-hmm. season, th- does it almost feel like I wouldn't say it's a new season, but it seems like
2: there's a little bit of a refresh part of it, or well, anytime you
4: though. come off an off week, you do. You get to refresh your buttons, you get to heal up, you get to get your mind clear, and where it's not just that continuous week in week out, you got to take a deep breath and then you come back. I mean, anytime that off week comes, it feels like it is this the second season. It's a it's a. New season to a point, and, and and how you go about it, but it's always been that way. I mean, it is for me is when you have off weeks during the season, it? whether it's eight weeks in, six weeks in, ten weeks in. And, and as far as Haynes, how he played against Alabama, obviously was getting hit a lot and, and stuck in there. I'm gonna tell you what now. His you toughness. go back and watch that film. He made a lot of plays, made a lot of plays against some tough situations, some tough uh, scenarios, and and kept us in it. In his legs and things he did, and, and made a lot of a lot of really good things in that game. I mean, a few mistakes here and there, but. He still did some great things in that game. And uh, when you really look, watch the film and why things happened and what went on around him. I'm sure we asked you about the storyline of South Carolina never beating Texas A&M last year, so. You I need guess, to this year as well? Yeah, maybe okay. maybe we won't have to ask next year. But uh, what, <laughs> what's, what does that, I guess, mean to you? And, and do you talk about it with your players at all about the opportunity to do something that hasn't been done? Yeah, we talked about it a little bit this morning that <clears throat> um, we haven't and, and uh, certainly – That's disappointing. That's a game that we need to win at some point, but you know, also made the point that that has nothing to do, give A&M credit, but that has nothing to do with the 2022 game. I mean, there's a bunch of guys that are going to be playing on Saturday night that have never even played Texas A&M. And uh, every year is different, but uh, give credit to A&M. They've been better than us. Uh, I I remember watching that game on TV, whatever it was, what, 2014, I think. Uh, when they came in here, when SEC Network started. And and um, I think it was SEC Network, right? Yeah, because it was on ESPN and then it flipped to SEC Network. And I realized I didn't have SEC Network and needed to get it uh, that night. But uh, I remember watching that on TV and, and um, you know, they've been better and uh, we need to play and coach a lot better than we have in the past. But certainly anytime you can have the opportunity to do something that you haven't done, that's motivation.
3: Yeah, Shane, I wanted to riff off Ben's question about you guys
2: block a punt and it's Beamer ball. You complete a pass, it's, it's Beamer ball. Is there some kind of dead sea scrolls compendium of special teams <laughs> play that
3: the Beamers are are privy to and nobody else is? I mean, what is that, what is that like?
4: <laughs> no, I wish it was that simple. No, um, I think it's just uh, starting with my dad. He'll tell you uh, early on at Virginia Tech they weren't very good and special teams was a way to to try and – even the playing field a little bit. So when he first went to Virginia Tech and was coming in here and playing Todd Ellis and Sterling Sharp and all those guys, they needed to find a way to uh, uh, keep it close, you know. And him coaching special teams was a way of a way of doing that. And uh, you know, it goes back to the the emphasis we put on it. We put a lot of emphasis on it here. We spend more time on special teams in practice and in meetings here than anywhere I've been, including Virginia Tech. Uh, and then our players have. Have bought into it as well. And, and Pete and Stanton do a great job of, of trying to coach it up. Now, final one, Shane
0: Vanderbilt at Missouri. Neither team has an SEC win, but this mm-hmm. is probably one they both have circled as best shot to get that ball rolling, of course. Yeah. Uh, all the pressure in the world, I would think, on uh, Eli Drinkwitz and company. Hell, yeah. You know, we are never on the. We have never even suggested we got to fire this guy, but. They lose to the Vanderbilt at home. Oh, I mean, I don't even know if we can defend him at that uh-huh. point in time. How about this stat, Shane? Vanderbilt, freshman quarterback, A.J. Swan. Yeah. There's only two players in major college football that have thrown for at least 100 attempts and has not thrown an interception. A.J. Swan is, is one of two, brother. So, I mean, he is just playing incredible for a true freshman. And I know, you know, some luster has been lost from Vanderbilt, but that's because they played Alabama, Obis, Georgia, just three of the best teams in the SEC back-to-back-to-back. It's almost like they're paying for that Hawaiian vacation they (laughs) took week zero, isn't it?
1: It really is, man. I'm, I'm a little worried about them. But then you know they they manage to the score the following week. If if you notice, this, there's a trend. Yeah, they get destroyed. They bounce back. They score four touchdowns. You score four st- four touchdowns against Missouri. It could be a ball game. It could come down to the wire. So uh, Vanderbilt is not a team that Missouri can afford to overlook. But you want to talk about pressure? Losing to Vanderbilt is the ultimate pressure, brother. This is, that puts you in the crosshairs of being the first coach fired in the SEC.
0: Yeah. With and I forgot to even mention this, Shane. Two weeks to prepare for Missouri. Missouri's had two <laughs> weeks to prepare. So, I mean, literally no excuse. You got to get the ball rolling. You still got matchups again with Arkansas, South Carolina. Um, you know, this is an opportunity here for Missouri. If they're going to punch that bowl ticket, Shane, got to win this one. has got to start here. And if not, man, doom and gloom. Man, I'm getting depressed just talking about it. So let's end it right there, my man. You got anything else before we hop off the line?
1: No, man. No, it's good. Now that I finally understand how the show was going to be laid out. you know. But it's a Wednesday. Who's listening on a Wednesday? So if I was going to screw up, today's a good day to do it. But no, brother, I'm ready to get off here. Got to get up early and walk. You know, I was telling you earlier, I was like – I did my day three, so uh, if you're listening to this, I've already done day four, and, and as soon as I start walking, man, it drops to 30 damn degrees outside, you know, <laughs> where's those 70s at? I should have started this thing a lot earlier, so, but no, I, it feels good, I'm feeling good, and uh, appreciate all the support online, it, r- it really means a lot to me, um, you know, I, I want to be around for a long, long time myself, and watch a lot more of these college football games, so uh, to do that, I gotta get healthy, so brother... Other than that, I've got nothing, and uh, you know, you talked about this weekend not not you know being that crazy, but you know, talking about these games, I think we're gonna have a hell of a matchup this weekend, brother. Oh yeah. I just the more excited I get about, it, the more I talk about it.
0: <laughs> well, like I said, the SEC West this weekend is gonna go a long way to determining that race. South Carolina, a and Vanderbilt, Missouri these are pivotal games for all four of those programs there's going to be jubilation on one side shade there's going to be doom and gloom on the other and i can't wait to see how it all plays out we didn't even just for the for the rest of the sec i didn't even bring up ut martin at tennessee shade i didn't think that was worth the time to hear you break that
1: one down for 45 minutes you know what no, we already talked about too much about Tennessee. We've already talked about them more. Than I'm like Nick Saban out here, but no, I'm just kidding.
0: But all right, brother, I appreciate you. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you for continuing to hang out with us all season long. We'll catch you on the next one.
1: All right, see you guys. Go balls.